If you're committed to building healthy habits, it's time to let Noom put psychology to work. Making a big change to your lifestyle is hard, especially if you rely on sheer willpower alone. Noom's award-winning program can help you form sustainable eating and exercise habits that last. With Noom, no food group is off limits, and there's no complicated calorie counting either. Instead, Noom's cognitive behavioral approach helps you better understand and manage your relationship with food, one meal at a time. Whether your goal is to feel more energized, boost your mood, or improve your stress levels, Noom gives you the tools to make it happen. Best of all, it takes just 10 minutes a day. And because Noom is tailored to your goals and based on leading evidence-based psychology and nutrition science, you know you're always getting the expert guidance and support you need to make lasting progress. Start building healthy habits today. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash habit. That's n-o-o-m dot com slash habit. If you love scratches from the Virginia Lottery, you'll love the high roller blackjack scratcher with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Look for it at your favorite Virginia Lottery retailer. In fact, you can drive there right now. Now that's an everyday win. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16. Okay, now I know you saw the title. Just want to put it out there right now. This is not as morbid as you, you know, maybe people are thinking or speculating. It's just a response to former President Obama's eulogy at John Lewis's funeral. So that's all it is. Just want to put it out there. Don't want to, you know, <laughs> leave any doubt there. But speaking of Obama's, Michelle Obama has a podcast and she mentioned recently that she has some low grade depression because of the Trump administration. You know, I can relate to that because I felt the same way for eight years when her husband was in office. of America, here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that, from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. And welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I am your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us on Facebook and Snapchat, it's at TrendChat247, but on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Brian L. Bledsoe. So I'm still trying to make sure I, you know, as time goes by, I can say that as quick as I used to say the previous um, social media accounts, but it's something I'm still <laughs> getting used to um, putting together. So uh, thanks for listening. And we are recording in Nashville today, and I, I, I can say today because I don't know if you can hear the truck running in the background, because it's um it's too hot <laughs> to be trying to do a podcast without <laughs> without some air conditioning. So, and so that's just life being on the roads so, and people you know you know i'm a truck driver and just all over and driving all over state to state and it's funny just mentioning that because i saw something uh, a tweet um by tim young 
and he had like a survey asking people of about have you seen any Biden signs or um, you know anything like that um, wherever you are just kind of doing a poll just trying to see you know what's out there and it's funny because for me you know like I said I'm driving all over the country and I know I, I tweeted out on social media on, on Twitter and uh, Instagram as well that everywhere I'm driving to I have I rarely see any anything Biden uh, I think I maybe see one or two I don't think I really don't don't remember seeing any signs um, I think I maybe see one or two bumper stickers on some cars but uh, that being said not every day I can see something Trump Trump 2020 I can see that it, whether in the form of a sign or a flag or a bumper sticker or you know driving in some places especially in the Midwest you see like um, whole <laughs> um, like a sign on a tractor trailer out in the middle of a field somewhere or billboards and all that and so yeah I see that it probably, probably say every day somewhere one, one way or another on the road somewhere so um, I don't know what that says as far as you know what's going to happen in November but I'm just by mentioning about you know driving and everything just kind of reminded me of that tweet and so yeah that's what I'm seeing right now at least so so yeah um, that's um, that's just yeah I guess that's just one example as far as I guess the, the enthusiasm for when it comes to Biden and for uh, President Trump so before we get into everything and I guess also in the reasoning for the title of this episode I guess people even with what I said in the beginning people probably still wondering what I meant by that so I'm going to get to that but I want to mention a couple of I guess um, I guess programming notes in a way and something that uh, I've been talking about for at least a couple of months anyway but getting a getting close to the end and now i actually have um more details because um so this is right now this is episode 10 oh i said 10 oh uh, 181 so this is one um one of 20 episodes left of trend chat so we made the decision that we're just going to do 20 more episodes and by saying that if you know we continue coming on weekly it will end around like the um i said end but it will like end for a couple of months because i well let me just let me just finish it out so we're going to going well we're going to do 20 episodes and that should end around in the sometime in December, and we're still planning to go to the March for Life, though. So, our final episode, if we, you know, I'm guessing the March March for Life is going to continue. It's going to happen, um, maybe at, in a scaled down event to the where it's just a march as opposed to other events that go go on around it but i'm guessing the march itself is still going to happen so we're still planning to go to that and we want i've always wanted to go and i, I never had a chance I, I, well 
it was always between March for Life or CPAP because they were close to the same time. And, you know, being on the road, I can't take a lot of time off. And so I would always normally, I would always choose CPAP, but this time I'm going to choose to go to March for Life. Um, that was before, all, obviously, before all the pandemic, but still, I think I'm pretty certain that March is going to happen still. So, so don't know, you know, if we get some interviews or whatever like that, even regardless of what happens, if we get interviews or not, I want to go and I want the last episode to be after that um, event. Um, Cause it's something if, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, if I know sometimes when people talk about being a one issue voter, I don't consider myself a one issue voter, but if you're going, if I'm going to pick one, it it would go on, it would it would be on abolishing abortion or doing anything I can to slow down or anything to to bring it to an end to the horrible practice that is slaughtering innocent children. So, um, if I'm going to pick one, that that's what I'm going to pick. But and so. I've been wanting to go to this event and I'm pretty certain, like I say, hopefully we'll, it'll still go on and I'll go to that. And that's after that with whatever content we get, it's going to be, um, I'm planning to do a three hour episode for the last one. So regardless of what happens, we're going to make our last episode that one, um, that long. (laughs) And so, yeah, so I just want to put that out there. Um, get, you know, give some more details as far as where we're going. So this is one of twenty for the last episodes for for, uh, for Trend Chat, which uh, you know, I would say it's uh, I would say it's pretty certain that it, that it's going that direction just because. Um, and I guess I'll get more into it more so probably around the last couple episodes. And but that being said, just want to let y'all know about that. And and so, but I do want to mention another thing, which I mean, I guess it's not as a hot topic as it was probably about a week or two ago, but it's still very relevant because of what is going on constantly. So um, I know there was a video by a group of doctors. It was like I said, it was probably about a, two weeks ago now. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, was it two weeks? Yeah, I, I can't remember. But there was a video that was out, and one part in particular that got a lot of attention is where you had uh, one doctor out of Houston that uh, was saying, you know, just making the, the statement that, you know, hydroxychloroquine, you know, is a cure that, you know, we, we don't have to be... Um, you know, going, going through these um, different routes and avenues to try to find a cure and all that, where we already have one available and stuff like that. And so she was saying, saying all that, and it was being, you know, it went viral, and it was quickly, you know, um, removed from all the big tech companies, all the big tech platforms, you know, you know, Facebook, Twitter. You know, YouTube, all, all of them. Uh, anytime someone put it up, either they would flag it as false information or they would just straight up remove it. And 
I mean, this is not about what she was saying or about whether you believe it or not. It's not even about that. It's just the fact that you haven't. This is another example where big tech is just. They're not. They're not a platform in the sense of where they're not. Um, this is not an open forum. This is not where you can, you know, where people are able to have much of a difference of narrative. And we're kind of seeing that from all these platforms. And so they're treating themselves pretty much like a publisher. And it kind of goes back into everything, whether, um, you know, whether they should be held liable. And because at this point, they're protected from being sued because they're not viewed as a publisher. So, like, they're having their cake and eating it too, in a sense, because they're making the sense, they're making the case that, well, we're not a publisher, we're just a platform, but yet we act as publishers because we, uh, we decide what is what we determine is true and false and whatnot. And we remove content because of that. But that's acting as a publisher, not, not an open forum, not a platform, but they've been able to get away with that. And for a long time, and they're, you know, they've been very well protected from any sort of uh, litigation from whenever they remove a post for any sort of reason because you can't sue them because um, they're protected by by the law and you have senators like um, Ted Cruz and, and that are have been speaking out against this where you know these companies are or not you know acting as what they say they are they're acting as a publisher where they are determining what they what is true and false and they should be held liable for that. And so, but for that to happen, language would have to be changed in the Communications Decency Act. And I don't, th- I don't think it's going to happen. One, just like pretty much any other issue, uh, they have, <laughs> they have their lobbyists that are in there, and uh, well-paid lobbyists that are <laughs> in there that are. Um, having both sides of the aisle keep this going to where they don't have to face any sort of um, lawsuit for what they're doing right now. So anyway, from all that being said, as we continue going down this route with these companies having this much power over so many in this country around the world, because everyone for the most part is probably on one of uh, or all of these platforms one you know so and if they have if they become a gatekeeper to what they determine is true and false i mean that's a um i mean i know you can call it a slippery slope but i mean that's you can see where the narrative is only being you know only being allowed in one way it's only anything conservative and thinking i mean that is uh christian especially anything conservative that's um controversial that's you know a christian uh, whether it's scripture or anything like that you can very well see this going down that route 
Cause um, and from that, now this is something I mentioned on the Blex of Texas podcast actually last week, um, where you know, I mean I'm not you know I'm not someone that has any you know, <laughs> um, I guess infrastructure or anything to where I can build something, but I will hope someone right now is considering that has the know-how <laughs> to do this to like build some sort of infrastructure or a uh, a network or something like that that is totally independent from these companies as well as government because um as of right now a lot of this what's going on is being like i said what are you talking about these companies being protected from being um, from any uh, legal action for what they're removing I mean you're going to have to at some point I think you're going to have some have to have some sort of network that is totally you know oh, independent from anything that is connected to any of these platforms government and for some form of communication because the people who are in these companies on the left, a lot of these people, the Democrats, progressives, socialists, communists, take your pick. If you go down through these platforms, I mean, well, like I said, whether it's Facebook and Instagram, and you think that, you know, you see a lot of times from a lot of people that get either have post removed or some of their accounts are just totally, you know, suspended permanently and all that. You you think they're going to stop the people who want to suppress the you know those thoughts, those ideals? The people that want to suppress that, you think they're just going to stop at these platforms? Well, okay, we're taking taking them off uh, this popular platform that you know most people use. Okay, we we've, we've done that and like you think they're going to stop there? Because we can very well, you know, those people that they consider so controversial, they can, you know, go elsewhere. And right now, the hot place to go is Parler. And, um, you know, we're on Parler as well, actually. <laughs> so, um, um, but it's just Brian, Brian L. Bledsoe on Parler. And, um, I forgot I haven't mentioned that in the, in the intro. Now I think about it. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, everyone, that has become so frustrated with these platforms of moving over to parlor. And you think they're going to stop there. I mean, parlor can hold up right now and where they're um, having a actual open forum or keep, you know, not banning people in the, in the sense of to the degree of where these other um, platforms are doing it. But you think they're, Okay, think they're just they're just gonna say, oh well, they're over there. We're just gonna leave them alone. No. After so long, they're gonna go after access in general, like internet access, where they're going to target these internet providers, to where they're gonna say these people out here are the things they're saying is hurtful and are. Um, too dangerous to be to be broadcast on or to be um, or to have any sort of internet access because 
there are they're too dangerous to the public. And that's what that's what they're going to go to these Internet providers, say that what they, they should not have any access at all to to publish their hateful or they'll call it whatever, you know, dangerous content. It shouldn't be a, it shouldn't be out there at all. And that would be the next step. And so that's why I'm saying about having this whole there need to be some sort of infrastructure and network because, OK, people can go to parlor and all that and they can hold up if that happens. But after you get to the point to where, like, like, like I said, I'm no futurist or anything. It's not like I'm like predicting the future, but I just feel like the, uh, people who are wanting to suppress, that want to um, keep any <laughs> any dissenting voice from being heard, they're not just going to stop. Where at these popular sites they don't want they don't want your voice to be heard at all if they can help it so the next step they will go is like i said it will be going to these internet providers to make sure you don't even have access and then you then you basically have to go back to the to the where you're in the public square but that's already being challenged right now anyway to be out in you know whether you go to a university or anything like that so yeah so yeah, I, I hope someone is doing something like that because um, I, I feel like it's coming eventually. Unless, unless the only way this can stop is if people actually wake up <laughs> to the sense of where okay, this censorship needs to stop, and this should be coming from not only from conservatives but from people even liberals who value free speech. And so that's the only way this is going to stop. It's going to have to come to a point where people are going to say, okay, you know, no more of this and either just stop using the platforms or to the point that where you have enough people across these platforms that would um, come together and say, you need to stop that where today, where, where they change or, another platform comes up and that is actually popular that would uh, not do any of these uh, any of these things that you know Facebook, Instagram, Twitter are doing but uh, another thing to that is that regardless of the platform even if it's parlored one thing that comes with this is that the the corporate pressure that comes with it as well because a lot of these um, corporations have plenty of know democrats progressives left-wing activists in all of these corporations as well as the tech companies as well so these corporations are going to try to pressure any new platform and parlor will be one i don't know if they've already had this happen or not but they're going to pressure them to to be more restrictive and to start you know um suspending accounts and all that just so they can get those ad dollars from those companies because these companies are going to come around to a parlor or any other you know new popular platform and say well we would love to do business with your platform but um we have concerns about some of these people that you have um 
on you know, on your platform that are that we consider controversial or that we consider too dangerous to have um, access. And we you know we would love to do business with you, but maybe if you take some of those people off, then we'll then we'll sponsor you or we'll put money into um, your company. And that's something you know. Parlor going is going. Like I, said, I don't know if they maybe they already had that happen, <laughs> but. But that's something that's going to happen to these platforms and a new platform that come up. It's happened already, you know, for Facebook and Twitter and they've have, you know, done what they said. <laughs> and so, and so, yeah, I think the one thing people really need to you know, really need to uh, realize is that, you know, Democrats, these progressives, all of these, you know, communists, Socialists, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, all of them, you group them all together. They're everywhere. <laughs> and especially in these corporations. They're up in the executive boards. There are everywhere. And there are and it's not like there are no you know conservatives out there that are in these companies, but the liberals out there the left-wing activists, all of them, they are the most vocal. You know, a lot of us conservatives tend to not, especially at work, especially, don't really want to um, put our politics out there at work in particular. But uh, these, I mean, I'll tell you, these, these left-wing social, socialists, these communists, these um, Antifa people, oh, I mean, some of them don't want to because they know what comes with it as well, but there are a lot more willing to be vocal um, at work, and because, well, for one, they their their risk is not nearly as high as for a conservative. Because if a conservative come out at work, they can probably be fired a whole lot quicker <laughs> um, than any sort of uh, you know someone saying. Let's put it this way: someone can get fired a whole lot quicker saying all lives matter. Than someone coming to work with a Black Lives Matter T-shirt on, raising their fists and kneeling <laughs> um, at work, they could probably get away with that. But if one person says no, well, all lives matter, that person will get fired a lot quicker. And so, but yeah, and these people are all over corporations. That's why you have all these corporations that are that were so quick to bend the knee, <laughs> really, um, to Black Lives Matter because they're you know, whether they have their employees like i said people in the executive boards or you know yeah so anyway uh that was a lot <laughs> I, I noticed but um i just wanted to just i don't know if it's some sort of warning warning or whatever but it's just something that has been on my mind i just wanted to mention that and uh, so um uh, i guess we'll finally get to the the subject <laughs> of the of the title i don't know if people have been in suspense in that but um so we'll get to that after a word from young americans against socialism hey guys this is morgan zegers the founder and ceo of young americans against socialism we are a nonprofit organization working to preserve a free fair and prosperous america for generations to come all by equipping our generation with the truth about socialism if you're interested in watching our educational videos donating to the cause joining the ask coalition or becoming a contributor you can do all of these things at fightsocialism.org we hope you'll join us in this crucial fight for the future of our great country thanks 
Hey, it's Lawrence Jones with Fox News. Check out Trend Chat with my brother Brian Blesso. Trend Chat is proud to be a part of the Hashtag Life Tribe or Culture of Life as they seek to celebrate life through the world of fashion. Go to col1972.com and get 10% off your purchase when you enter the code Trend Chat. All right, so um, I guess, well, before we get into the subject, just leave y'all in suspense a little bit more. But first, let's get into our, I guess a little bit, I will say, into our, what we call our inventory update, which, yep. At this point, I really don't even know which one, which one is actually the sound for it or not. But anyway, we just... Anyway, really, there's only one thing that I wanted to mention because I posted about it uh, earlier this week is that for the first time since March, I saw Perel on the shelf. Yeah, so it just I was just surprised to see it because ever since March, when this whole pandemic started, and everyone started, you know, buying all the toilet paper and all of that. Um, all the, I guess the brands that were synonymous with whether it's hand sanitizer or disinfectant spray. So when it comes to disinfectant spray, most people don't say, some people don't say disinfectant spray. They say Lysol, <laughs> but that's just a brand of disinfectant spray. So you, I rarely saw Lysol. I see that maybe once, I think maybe once or twice ever since March, but I have seen it. But the one brand I haven't seen when it comes to hand sanitizer was Perel. Like you will see it at, um, at, at the store at a, you know, you can go to the dispenser and get it. But I, as far as buying some on the shelf, haven't seen it since March. <laughs> and for the first time this week, I saw it at a Walmart. And even then it was like only two bottles. <laughs> there was other brands of hand sanitizer. Cause at this point, hand sanitizer in some of these places there's not even a limit on how much sanitizer you can buy now because before uh because people were buying so much that was on the list of limited items so you can only buy one you know per one item of sanitizer or one pack of toilet paper and stuff like that but some of these places have gotten to where they've replenished their hand sanitizer um, shelves to the point the way they don't have that uh, limit anymore and so and this was one of those stores the walmart that i was at didn't have a limit because it was all full again except for the perel and like i said it was only two bottles of perel but i anyway that was just um <laughs> um yeah i just had to <laughs> had to mention that because other than that um, nothing really has changed, really. Um, disinfected spray is still very hard to find. <laughs> yep. And again, I would just, I guess, just say it every time. It's just your best chances to go in the beginning, uh, well, early in the morning, you know, beginning of the day. Um, that's the best chance of getting any of these products that, um, depending on where you're at, because there's some places where, um, 
you know, there's still some stuff is still scarce. And if it if you love scratches from the Virginia Lottery, you'll love the high roller blackjack scratcher with a chance to win up to ten times your prize. Look for it at your favorite Virginia Lottery retailer. In fact, you can drive there right now. Now that's an everyday win. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for everyone. One thing is certain, every day there's an opportunity for a win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go, everyday giftable, everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher High Roller Blackjack, with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to a retailer near you. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16. It's that way where you're at, then your best bet is to go early in the morning whenever that stuff is normally restocked. So, And on that, the next thing, we want to um, also, as we've, I guess, kind of made a uh, <laughs> a bit of a segment, is our, um, I guess, to shout out our locations. So, now, that is the music for that. I have not forgotten that. So, but, um, so, we have a new location that I have never seen. Matter of fact, we have two. So, starting off with the countries, obviously, United States is at the top. Because there's only three this, this week. But, so, United States at 94%. So, but we have two countries that I haven't seen before. One is Sweden. Sweden. I think I said it right. <laughs> and the Dominican Republic. Never seen those two on there before. So thank you to people in Sweden and Dominican Republic for listening. Tell more people. So, <laughs> you know. um, and like I said, you know, United States at 94%. So now with the cities, San Jose, California. At number 10. And then followed behind that is Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. And then Spring Hill, Florida, Lexington, South Carolina, Round Rock, Texas, Mansfield, Texas, Longmount, Longmount, Colorado, about to say Longmount, Canada, Longmount, Colorado, York, Pennsylvania, Dallas, Texas, obviously. <laughs> and at the number one position, was Cleveland, Ohio. So thanks to everyone. But yeah, again, if you, well, I guess, want to hear your city, shout it out or, or country. Cause like I said, Dominican Republic was, um, is new in Sweden as well. But yeah, so, uh, at, yeah. And like I said, the reason I even, you know, even mentioned this is because it just amazes me that the fact that, <laughs> the the see any international and international is the one that blows my mind the most but um on top of that just even seeing other states outside of texas <laughs> um and funny seeing cleveland at the number one position given it the whole thing with the republican convention and because that's you know that was the beginning of trend chat i don't know if i mentioned that on here is that um the concept of doing trend chat started at the Republican convention in 2016 in Cleveland and talking to different people. And, and yeah, just, um, that's kind of where it started. Cause right after that, I put in motion as far as what to do. I just still didn't know I was doing a podcast, 
but I knew I was going to do something else because uh, I was already writing for politics here and there. And um, I remember it was it, it, it's funny because I was being a delegate in 2016. I was able to have some time to talk with other delegates. And one of those delegates were um, David Barton. And I just got a chance to talk with him for those couple of days um, on a regular basis because we was all, you know, all in the same spot, in the, you know, during the convention and everything. And we were. Um, and so I got a chance to talk about different things. And um, he was one of the people who encouraged me to consider doing something like this. So. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I ever mentioned this, uh, mentioned this on the um, on the podcast. But, yeah, so that's. All that, yeah, just kind of brought up some memories. So, um, okay, let me let me stop <laughs> stalling because I know some people want to know why did you name this episode "When I Die." So, <laughs> so we're gonna get that after another break. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Not gonna do that. But um, so the reason I like I said I mentioned, like I mentioned in the beginning, this is um something that kind of. I thought about because I thought about because um for one well we've had two in particular um deaths in the past couple of weeks and a couple of weeks ago you had representative John Lewis who passed away and also um more recently you had former presidential candidate Herman Cain pass away who was also part of that uh Uncle Tom documentary that just released a couple of months ago and um and on top of that it was just so for representative lewis he had obviously being a representative and also um taking part in the you know civil rights movement as well and and so there were a number of memorials and, and everything that were that were going on in honor of um of his life and everything and um one thing that i guess kind of caught some attention is during the one i think that was in atlanta was you, you had former president obama um do the eulogy for uh representative lewis and um the i guess the story that came out of that is that you know, um obama politicized his eulogy and talking about you know voting um and he was um just using other using his uh, his eulogy to to talk about <laughs> uh trump and talk about you know n- not by saying his name but it basically he, you know pretty much alluding to the trump administration and uh, voting rights and, and stuff like that and people were saying like uh, how dare he use his eulogy to, to politicize you know to talk about politics and politicize you know a, a memorial and stuff like that <clears throat> and so that brings me to why i mentioned this you know why this episode is titled that because i disagree with that um with with people who are upset at least now i mean if that's not how they would want, you know, their eulogy or how their funeral will go, then, you know, you know, totally understandable. That's if that's what you want. That's fine. Um, but when I was hearing all that about how, you know, former President Obama was, you know, using his time to mention all of that 
for me, I would say so like here are my last wishes. I guess I want to put that out here right now for people to know here. You know, it's broadcast public across, you know, the Internet here on this podcast. So, you know, if I die, when I die, you know, there's no point saying if because it's going to happen soon later. <laughs> but but when I do. I'm glad I've mentioned that before because <laughs> I'm glad I didn't call that if. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So when I die, I want everyone to know that is listening to this podcast, that is going to listen to it, you know, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. You have my permission to politicize and evangelize my funeral, like in, in the eulogy, whatever. You have my permission politicize evangelize that's what that's what i want that's what i want you to do in the in the sense of in alignment with my own values i'm saying <laughs> you know just want to make sure i said that because let's say for instance if um if i died as part of some sort of mass shooting or something like that don't use my funeral to, to um implement to um gun control you know just because I died in a mass shooting don't, doesn't mean I would have wanted gun control. I want you to know that right now you're hearing it on this podcast. No. Regardless of what happens to me, I am not don't use my death to try to put forth some sort of um, infringement to the Second Amendment. So stuff like that, what I'm saying as far as politicizing. But I will say, I guess if I want to plan out the eulogy in a, in a sense, is that I would want... The gospel to be presented in the beginning and at the end, in the middle as well, if you want to. But I, I, I guess I just if I'm going to plan it out, if I want to give my wishes, I would want it to be in the beginning and at the end. And in the middle, you know, talk about all the things that I mean, the, the whole thing, the reason why I'm even mentioning this is that I will want. I have no problem with people wanting to bring up any political topics at my funeral or whatever memorial. I wouldn't have any problem with that because I thought these issues were important at, you know, during my life. So why would I not want you to talk about it, you know, at a memorial or whatever like that? Like I said, I don't know. I'm just mentioning this. If for some reason, um, anyone had a, um, a platform, because of something that happened to me give you know it gave you a platform to to reach people um for you know for whatever happened i don't know and but if you have that platform i'm saying it right now use it <laughs> use it to, to present the gospel to tell people to re- repent of their sins and the and to trust in jesus christ and he is the only way to the father you know john 14 6 i'll go present the gospel also in that talk about the horrible practice of murdering innocent children and how that should be abolished aka abortion you know abolishing abortion talk about that i thought that was very um important and so i think that's something you should definitely talk about at my funeral talk about protecting the second amendment talk about you know illegal immigration and, and stopping the illegal immigration now and make sure you say illegal because i have no problem with legal immigration 
My issue is with people who are coming in this country illegally. So make sure. So talk about that. Constitutional carry. I mean, just whatever. I don't care if you do a PowerPoint presentation about all of this. If you want to, you have my permission to talk about all that. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's the reason why I named it. I talk about the decentralization of the federal government. I mean, just go on and on if you have um you know like aretha franklin time where it can go on for nine hours for 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 whatever reason i don't know why but if it if it goes on that long talk about it (laughs) so so yeah again yeah so that's the reason why I, i named it this way because i would want the people to be up there to talk about the things i were passionate about and especially if you have a platform, especially if, if for, like I said, for some odd reason, you, I don't know, my funeral gives people like this massive platform for whatever reason that, um, you know, yeah, talk about all that. And so, um, so yeah, that's the reason why I named it that. <laughs> Cause, um, so I would want a lot of, um, and I mean, that's just how I feel. I don't know. Like I said, other people very well may not want that because, you know, that, you know, for whatever reason, but I'm just letting you know on this podcast and I, I'm, you know, I want to probably put this on writing, you know, on writing, in writing, <laughs> getting too worked up, but, um, put it in writing, maybe put it in my will or something. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, you have my permission to, to, talk about all the things that i was passionate about and and go and don't feel like oh you know if someone said well why are you talking about these you know issues and uh, during the funeral because he said so because <laughs> that's what he said he wanted so and i don't know if john lewis felt that way if he wanted that if he wanted what you know what uh, obama mentioned in in his eulogy Maybe he felt the same way. Maybe he would wanted him to say all that. I don't know. So, and so that's why I didn't really get too upset about hearing what he said in the eulogy, and like you know, and then hearing the criticism for other others that were saying like you know he shouldn't have said that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that was his wish for him to to say that. I don't know. But uh, so again, you have um. Just one second. You have my permission. <laughs> and you can listen to this podcast to see what you want to um, say or use. You can use it. You know, I guess use the clips of this podcast. I mean, I know I mentioned in the beginning. So this at the end, we should stop at 200 episodes. So and I plan to have this downloaded on a hard drive somewhere, put in a safe somewhere. I don't know. Just as I don't know, it's a time capsule of some sort. So you can go to that and use that for the funeral or whatever. So just letting everyone know. Now, just um. Oh well, <laughs> I know one thing we want to mention before we go. <clears throat> After a word from um from expressions. Guess we'll talk a little bit about what has happened recently, especially something that you probably haven't even heard about if you're um, watching most me- mainstream media, or maybe it was mentioned but very um, 
um, very underreported. Two things. One is um, the the body cam tape from the arrest of George Floyd has came out this week, and also something Joe Biden said um, as well about the African American community that he has since apologized for. But I think you probably haven't heard it. But still, I guess. I'll talk about those two things, but first let's hear a word from Expressions. This is Lacey Williams, the founder and president of Expressions Magazine, letting you know that you can order our quarterly magazine and support female conservatives by visiting express-conservatism.com or you can follow us on social media on Instagram with the username of expressions underscore conserve mag or on Twitter with the handle of at express underscore conserve. Get your copy today. Hey everyone, this is Lucia Scaramacchia and you are listening to Trend Chat. So you want to keep America great, but you don't know where to go to get some Trump-centric gear? Check out TrumpMode.com. And if you put in the code TRENDCHAT, you get 10% off. So at TrumpMug.com, they have flags, coins, mugs, of course. So go to TrumpMug.com, put in the code TRENDCHAT, get 10% off. Again, TrumpMug.com with the code TRENDCHAT for 10% off. All right, so um, I guess first off, let's... um. There was a <laughs> get to this thing with Biden. So um, I'm going to play this clip right quick, and I'm just I'm just going to say this. <laughs> um, this is a you know, clip of a interview and all that, and I'm just going to play one part of it. Now I'm sure once I play this, people are going to say like, "Well, what what was the context to it?" And anyway, I'm going to play this right quick and just give you an idea as far as what. Um, what is I'm guessing you probably haven't heard it because media definitely made sure to not um, not uh, have this out there, <laughs> not play this clip. Just imagine what it would have been if Trump would have said something like this, because this would have been 24 seven. They would have been looping this around. But uh, because Biden said it, and obviously media Democrats are pretty much the same as far as, you know, as far as covering form of whatever i mean they have no problem with him sitting in the basement you know if if trump was sitting in his basement they'd be like why is he not i mean even when the the riots were going on and they they were reporting about why is trump hiding in his basement like for a couple of hours biden has been in his in his basement what since march for the most part comes out every now and then like a like a groundhog <laughs> i mean I mean, but they're having a problem with as far as that. But like I said, anyway, you know, it's not surprising, but still just whenever I think about that, it just it as much as it's it's known now, it just it's always frustrating to see how the, you know, the media is just so willing to just um, just cover for anything any of these, you know, Democrats want to do. Anyway, here's the clip. So, oh, well, hold up. <laughs> At the final clip first. So, all right. What you all know, but most people don't know, 
Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. So, okay, now you hear that. So um, you're probably thinking, okay, what was the context of that? So for one, the interview, uh, the, um, the interviewer was talking about the Latino community. So I like to say, even if you go back and hear the context of it, it's not going to help because for some odd reason, <laughs> Biden just mentions the African-American community. Like out of nowhere, it wasn't prompted from the interviewer. He didn't mention anything about African-Americans. He just came out and said that. And that's what he said. <laughs> Cause like I said, it would talk about the Latino community. So, but the thing about that is that, so this is what this has gone viral, at least amongst conservative circles, to put it that way. Uh, like I said, because media is not covering it at all. But, you know, the thing is, and something I've commented on a number of um, places whenever I had, saw this video is that, well, uh, the, politically speaking, I mean, the black community is proving his point because, you know, you vote 90, 95 percent for Democrats so it seems like there is no diversity at least politically <laughs> it's not so and I and I guess I will say I'm part of that notable exceptions that Biden mentioned because <laughs> I mean like I said going from 90 to 95% I'm in that 5 to 10% which I know in 2016 it was actually 88% that voted for Hillary. I mean, yeah, that's still a very vast majority, but that's, it's not in the 99.5% that has normally been. So more people, you know, more black people voted for Trump, um, than, um, than in previous, um, election year, presidential election years. So who knows? We'll see what happens at the end of this year, as far as, how if that number increased or decreased um, for Trump at least as far as if it grows so I, I don't know so now on top of that another story I guess you probably don't hear about too much at least on mainstream media is about the um, tape of George Floyd <clears throat> they showed the arrest and if you watch the tape you saw where um he was approached at the, at his car and you know you can visibly see he was he was out of it in sense and so he and one thing in particular there was you know everything that's been going on with these riots and protests and all that and one thing that was like a motto of it on top of black lives matter another thing is that i can't breathe because that's one of the things he mentioned at you know at the end and like i said and first i'm gonna say all of this does not justify what happened at the end of this what the end of, that everyone has already seen where the officer you know um was on his neck for um for eight minutes till he died none of what happened that we see in the tape justifies that but it does make everything a lot more um it's not nearly as you know cut and dry to make it seem like here these officers officers that were just out here just to kill a black man because that's the narrative that basically that was being that's constantly being 
you know, parroted right now um, at these protests that are still going on. And um, along with the riots and looting and everything. So by watching the tape, you see that for one, like I say, he was out of it. And also he was resisting arrest. He wasn't getting into the in into the um, police car. And he, he, uh, he was saying he can't breathe before they even put him on the ground. And so there were, there are a lot of things that um, if people would have saw this beforehand, not saying the process still wouldn't have happened, but I think the the number of people that would be so willing to to get behind all of the protests would not be as great because they would have seen the tape, which that I would say that's probably the reason why they um, didn't release the tape really or took their time in releasing the tape, especially because you have a Democratic attorney general up in uh, Minnesota. So it was in their best interest to not show the tape or at least delay it as much as possible. Or at least when it does get get released to try to um, bury it as much as possible. <laughs> so but now, well I said, but now the tape is out and now so all of this has been going on and it's now the story actually have some more detail a lot more detail with it and I don't know because I'm pretty sure that the protest still would have happened even if the tape would have came out because there's there's been plenty of examples where you have unfortunately a lot of these protests you know have Black Lives Matter jumping on these on these um, um some a lot of these tragic or unfortunate police interactions that go on and they a lot of times they they defend some of the some of the most um, abhorrent behavior that is going on to, to for the reason why the person was being arrested or why the person was fatally you know um, you know, fatally shot or whatever like that and they'll they'll be out there protesting for something that were okay well there was you know the police had a reason why they did what they did in the case of George Floyd at the very end in in particular yeah like I said we we all I think we all agree on the very ending of it that he shouldn't be on his neck till he died I think we all agree right there all but outside of that or eight minutes there that's where everyone disagree and go off on different um, directions with this so anyway I know this probably something we'll talk about on the Blexit Texas podcast which um, I've mentioned in the previous episodes that we um, on the Blexit Texas Facebook page me and Harper Price we are on um, every Sunday at 7 and I'm guessing we'll probably talk about that. Probably talk about Biden as well. Um, <laughs> well, maybe some other things. I, I don't know yet. But um, so check that out on Sunday at seven o'clock. Um, I mean, you can check it out after that. It should be still on the on the page. So I know <laughs> before we go, I, 
I do want to mention one thing that's kind of that has kind of came and gone in the past couple of weeks, but I guess I just end on this is that uh <laughs> the whole thing that came out from the um National African American Museum a couple of weeks ago. I don't think I've ever mentioned this, but it, <laughs> is that I don't know if anyone saw about this where they had this um chart for whiteness it's saying like if you if you believe in some of these ish you know i guess some of these things then you're just um subscribing to whiteness <laughs> anyway it was uh it was laughable although it was published at a smithsonian smithsonian um uh institution and so i mean it was laughable and but it also was concerning because having something like that where you're validating all of these um it, all these ideas by basically saying that if you if you believe in objective thinking then you're acting the white like that's something where especially black conservatives like myself definitely you know here all the time because being a conservative then saying you're just trying to be white you know stuff like that i mean you can watch the uncle tom documentary in the sense of uh, about that and so and here you are having an institution like the smithsonian that is just you know endorsing the accusation that if you think differently than the majority of people in the black community then you're just acting white and they're just uh, you know, they just agreed with that by posting something like that. Now, like, like I said, this thing has been, they've removed it now and all of that. But for one, I mean, for, <laughs> um, who thought that was a good idea in the first place? Because if you look closely at that, if you were, if you were able to look at it, it's not nothing new because all of those, all those little, I, those bullet points that was in that, I guess, pamphlet came from a, um, um, well, an essay. Or something like that back in the 90s so but yeah anyway it it was just uh, yeah like i said being objective have thinking you should have objective thinking is is for some reason is being white that i like that was just crazy but the one that kind of got me is that as so just said as before we go is that um <laughs> uh, being on time which i i kind of laughed out loud on that one if you're if you value being on time if you respect someone else's time to you know for yourself to be on time then you're acting white essentially so, so, so i'm like wow like I, I mean so basically we're just endorsing what what black people call cpt time cpt like color people time which basically means we show up when we feel like it like I said, not really respecting anyone else's time. That's being black in their eyes. Uh, and, you know, I kind of wonder, what was the black culture? What is the black culture to that? The opposite of this? So, anyway, thank you for listening. And until next time, we'll chat with you later. 
Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off friends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store calls account for details. If you love scratches from the Virginia Lottery, you'll love the high roller blackjack scratcher with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Look for it at your favorite Virginia Lottery retailer. In fact, you can drive there right now. Now that's an everyday win. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16.